Hi, my name is Peter Maestri, and you're listening to Divorce the First Six Months. If you are someone who is about to go through a divorce, or maybe you're healing from one, then you're in the right place. This conversation and the stories you're going to listen to focus on people who have gone through a divorce, and more importantly, how they navigated through it. Having said that, let's get right into it. Given today's unfortunate situation where many people get divorced, I know many friends that have been divorced, reach out to friends and say, hey, you know, did you, how was your workout okay? Uh, and here's, again, attorneys too. Uh, some attorneys are very good at um, dealing with people that have been divorced, uh, married for maybe one or two years, not, not too many assets. It's a quick in and out, boom, 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 you're done. Mm-hmm. But then you get someone like me that's been married 42 years, that's accumulated assets and, you know, IRAs. And you know, now you're talking some very serious money. Get someone that knows what they're talking about, that, or at least can understand when you explain something to them. Um, and that's where the, um, uh, the, the interview process comes, you know, with an attorney. A lot of attorneys will talk to you and say, hey, you know, this is what's going to happen. This is what to expect. Am I going to be dealing with you or I'm going to be dealing with your associate? That's another thing. I did not know I was dealing with his associate. I never saw him after that first meeting. Mm. Until I met him in mediation uh, to get my money back. That's when he showed up. And of course, I got my money back. Nice. A success story. Uh, yeah, the second thing lawyer, you yeah. asked me was what? How do you, uh, what did you ask what me? What did you uh, do? Like, what were some of the things that you ah, did? Because you work out, you're do? a very physical person, yeah. you're a musician. Um, but what did you I, use? Uh, yeah, that's a very good question. And you're right. I have two ways of, um, of, um, blown off steam let's put it that way um fortunately um one i do on a daily basis and i've been doing this since i was 12 years old i'm 72 so i've been doing it for 60 years working out i worked i have worked out non-stop for 60 years including last night and again tonight i work out every day i have not missed a day have not missed a day since August of 1973. I've been working out every, because August of 73, I got, I had the flu, a real bad flu was out for a week, but I have not been sick. I get little sniffles here and there. Have worked out every single day since August of 1973. Even if it's like a 15 minute workout, I've had to do that uh, during ex parte hearings. 8.30 had to be in court, right? Yeah. Which means I had to wake up seven o'clock. So real quick workout, 15 minutes, half an hour, 35 minutes, boom, I'm done, but I worked out. Yeah, It helped me here. This is where it helps me. You know, 15, 20 minutes, uh, it's just like a maintenance thing, but it helps my mind and you know, I mean, a couple of hundred push-ups, some sit-ups, you know, uh, some weights, 20 minutes, 25, 30 minutes. I have different types of workout. Two-hour workout is my regular workout. An hour and a half, an hour on the road workout. I worked out on the road. I worked out in planes around the world in different hotels, but I've always worked out. That is my, that's the way I blow off steam. And I tell people this, uh, and I have another one that I'll tell you about. I tell people this, uh, if I did not work out, it would be drugs and alcohol. 
I do not. I, I, I drink a beer or drink a wine. I do not. I have an addictive personality. I'm addicted to working out. I really am. I'm addicted to work. Mm. At 72, I put on, I put in like a 56 hour work week, even till now. Uh, and uh, so I'm addicted to work. I'm addicted to working out. Probably had a contributing factor to my divorce too <laughs> after the ex uh, uh, decided to um, to retire. Uh, but uh, that, if I did, so I never drink on my own. Uh, never drink on my, I have booze, beer in my fridge, but I will never drink alone. I drink socially with friends. Uh, I drink about, I will never drink on my own. Addicted too. Um, and, but that is my, that's the way of love steam. So I don't drink. I don't get a beer and say, hey, this is the way I relax. I relax by working out. After I work up, I'm fatigued. I relax. The second thing, and this is a big, big thing, music. I'm a musician. Until COVID hit, I was in two rock and roll bands. I like to say us. I am in two rock and roll bands. I'm a multi-instrumentalist. So I play many instruments, several instruments, and several instruments. Play two rock and roll bands. That is another way of blow off steam. That's my creativity coming in. I mean, literally, I'm here in my study. I have worked in my study, and I have my music studio in the back. And the band comes in. I drop everything and go in there and switch left brain to right brain. Boom, just like that in a heartbeat. I pick up my electric violin or my tenor sax or my harp. Or congas and man, I'm in now. I have gone from a tax accountant to a musician, and I fortunately I have the ability to be able to do that. Those are the two things that help me also go through this process. The music, because when I'm on stage or when I'm performing, or I'm practicing, or I'm playing with the band, uh, nothing else matters. It's all of a sudden I'm in a zone that's completely different. When I'm working out, I'm lifting a heavy weight and I'm really concentrating. Uh, I'm not thinking about work right now. I'm not thinking about divorce. I'm not thinking about this. I'm, you know, I'm working on my body, trying to look good for myself, trying to be good, trying to be healthy, because I know that eventually in the long run, that's going to help me. So those are the two things that I used, used and still do. How important is it to tell people that they need an outlet? Oh, extremely important. Because if you don't have an outlet, you're going to resolve. Let's put it this way. You will look for something else. You have to. Uh, if you're and then not only a divorce, you're going through a financial crisis, your, your job's been, and I, by the way, I've been laid off too. Um, and uh, if you want, we can talk about that later, uh, if you have time. Um, if you do not, you're going to, and I use this term very loosely, don't hold me, uh, hold it against me. You're going to wallow in self-pity mm. if you don't have an outlet. It's going to be a why me, how come me, what happened, what did I do? And you're going to start questioning yourself. Did I do something that caused this marriage to break up? The husband was, man, he was working hours and hours and hours. And I was taking care of the kids. And maybe I didn't give him the attention. And you're going to start rethinking, even though you might have been the best homemaker in the world. And I know a lot of women there are mm -hmm. homemaker in the world. And he's 
out there busting his butt and making money. Uh, he comes home tired. You're tired with the kid. And all of a sudden, uh, he goes to sleep. You go to sleep. And uh, you're sleeping with the kid. And he's sleeping at home. I got to get up early and go to work tomorrow. And uh, the person that's staying at home, now he's busy at work. He's got his He's got no time to think. Now, you're at home with the kid. The kid's gone to sleep, and you're sitting there watching TV, and you're, and you're watching. Uh, I'm using this because that's the only name. Because you're watching Oprah, and you got some lady coming there and talking about her divorce. And, oh, man, you know, what did I do? Oh, did I mess up? Oh, gosh. You're wallowing self-pity. And that's going to keep festering, festering, festering. You can't have an outlet. Yeah. When the kid's asleep, get on to Zoom or get on to Jacqueline. I use Jacqueline as my hero. Um, sure you my age, uh, get on to um, something that start working out, exercising. There's nothing better than working out, man. I got to tell you, you know, even if it's 15 minutes, even if it's stretching, do something to work your body, work your body. Uh, and uh, if you, if you uh, work your mind too, uh, crossword puzzles you know don't watch tv all the time yeah i have tv white noise in the background but i'm doing taxes right i'm working my mind work your mind a mind body spirit those are the three things that i use mm -hmm. i use my mind for my taxes my body for my work and my spirit is my music i mean i've done that all my life i picked that up from my mom who at 90 still works out every day still does crossword puzzles every day and still sights read four-part harmony on the piano. My mom wow. at 90. That is brilliant. Mind, body, spirit. I picked that up from my mom. Mind, body, spirit. And that I've worked. Sometimes there's more mind, less body, and less spirit. Sometimes more spirit, you know. But you have those, like an egg. You got the shell, you got the egg, you got the yolk. Mm -hmm. Okay, you got, it's one egg. But it's got three parts to it. One person that has three parts to him or her. And so I work those on an ongoing basis. Again, not necessarily in the same order or the same amount, but it's there. And literally at any given time, it's always there. David, we're getting uh, close to the end of this conversation. So I definitely want to ask you, if you had to do it all over again, would you? Oh, boy. If I had to do it all over again, I would do it for my kids. I got the greatest kids, you know. Um, um, yes, if I had to do it over again, I would do it for the kids. Um, I, um, you know, I have a hard time, and this is my, this is to my, this my negative. As I've gotten older, I had a hard time with the with the L word. Uh, you know, I L you. I want to marry you. You yeah. know, initially the love word. You yeah. know, uh, I use that a lot. Uh, you know, again when you meet your girl and uh, or the guy, whoever it might be that you're in love with, use the L word. As I've gotten older, the uh, I don't know if it's my bad or not. Uh, it was a hard thing um, as I got older to use that word. It just did not come out as easy as possible as I thought it would. Uh, you know, again, uh, oh, man, I love that. You know, that's different yeah. as opposed to, you know. Um, so would I do it over again? Uh, possibly if I had, if I felt the way I did 
then I wouldn't. Today, I would not. I don't think I would. I think at 72, I'm fairly set in my ways. Uh, I might uh, have a significant other, but uh, marriage is out of the question for me. I do not think precedent would be too, uh, it would be too, um, too much going on because I married someone, let's say uh, she'd have assets, I'd have assets, we'd have to do a prenup and, you know, right up top prenup puts a damper on things and yours is yours and mine is mine because you are preparing for the worst. Yeah. It's really what you're doing. That's all a prenup's about prenup right and so at this age i don't think i would want to do that if i was a billionaire maybe i would want to do that but given where we're at in an average uh, life uh, where i'm at right now as an average person um i probably would not do it today if i was 23 i got married at 24 if i was 24 and i fell the way i did yeah i'd do it over again uh but given what i know i think i would uh certain changes i would make uh let me see um what changes would i make I think, uh, I mean, we had a great life until the kids got older and she retired. Uh, it was a great life, you know? So, I mean, there was nothing wrong. We got homes, we did really, really good. Um, yeah, short answer is if I felt the way I did, then I would do it over again, yeah. Uh, especially for the kids. Great kids, great grandkids. I mean, geez, three grandkids? How can I not want that, right? Yeah. Uh, but um, trying to trying to predict what would happen 40 years down the line. You know, it's kind of hard when you're 24, you know, you don't think of 65 when you're 24, you know? Uh, but um, I think uh, the key here is uh, be, uh, be on top of what's going on in life. You know, any major changes I meant to, uh, uh, she was, had a pretty steady job. I went through major changes. I was working as an accountant uh, and then I, um, I got laid off I went to real estate 30 years, real estate up and down, had to get into something stable, uh, death and taxes, right? Mortician, tax accountant. So I picked tax accountant, <laughs> you know, I mean, right. I never looked back. I've always had a gig. Yeah. Uh, and from then on out. And so, yeah, if I had to do it over again, I would do it over again. Changes, uh, possibly, uh, yes, changes, um, Start being more aware of changes in your life. If you want to hold on to the marriage, you know, okay, she is going to retire. Well, what do we need to do? Have a talk. We didn't do that. You know, we didn't do it to prepare. It was like, I'm going to retire. And I said, okay, you're going to retire. So this is what I got to do. Uh, maybe sit down and talk. Okay, if you retire, this is what we're going to do. Cut back on this, move that, you know, did not happen. It just yeah. retired and things moved on. And maybe that had part of, caused part of the problem. Maybe. Preparation. So divorce, blessing or a curse? Could be both a blessing and a curse. A blessing if it is a bad marriage, mm -hmm. uh, if it's a uh, brutal marriage, if it's a uh, uh, if it's affecting the kids, if the marriage is affecting the kids. You know, a lot of times keeping the marriage together helps the kids, but in some cases it, it destroys the kids. So really, and I learned this when I went to court. Every, uh, it was one judge, but every case that he dealt with that involved kids, kids come first, always. Absolutely no question. Mm -hmm. If you have kids, then you got to do what's best for the kids. If you don't have kids, then you're going to have to look, is this salvageable? Like in, like, a, like a car. Are you going to be able to salvage this car? Are you going to total it? If you're going to be able to salvage it, yeah, maybe you can work it and you can run the salvage car on, until it 
completely dies, right? But then if you total it, it's like, just this ain't going to work. No matter what you put into it, it's not going to work. So divorce can be a blessing uh, because then it takes you out of a bad situation. Uh, and uh, it, um, it could be a curse sometimes with the kids. If you have kids, it destroys kids, man. It can. I've seen this happen. Uh, I'm going to spend uh, the weekend with dad or you. No, dad can't make it. He's going out of town. So he's spending, oh, he's going to take me to the zoo. And you talk to a five, six-year-old kid that way. Uh, Seven-year-old kid, eight-year-old kid, 10-year-old, 11, 12, you know, all of a sudden it gets really bad. Yeah. So divorce can be bad in that situation. But then again, it can be a blessing uh, if you take him out of a bad situation, it, it, like a, a very abusive relationship. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's both. Can be both. David. Thank you for your time um, and for being a guest to this conversation. Uh, this was enlightening. I'm both. I got to speak to you as a as someone who's been divorced, and also you as a tax accountant. So, um, for our listeners out there, I'm pretty sure that I speak on their behalf in saying thank you for for being vulnerable and for sharing yourself. Thank you, man. You know, I appreciate it. Thank you for even reaching out to me. I mean, this is a this is an honor for me. I'm really. It's. Uh, for you to reach out to your tax accountant uh, and ask me something outside of the realm of taxes uh, is, um, you know, it's an honor for me. Thank you very much. I appreciate it big time. Well, we loved having you. So <laughs> thank guys, you, sir. I for, appreciate it. For those of you that are listening and have been listening, that was David Paul. And I just want to say uh, thank you for being a yes to this conversation as well and for finding and getting education around this conversation. Um, as always, you know, judge us at your own free will. Be courageous and be vulnerable because it makes a difference. Thank you. This conversation started because someone challenged me to be vulnerable. So I'm challenging you. Share yourself and your story. Be courageous. Be vulnerable. It makes a difference.